0: hello and welcome to clamp the creating living and making podcast i'm your host morley kurt and joining me as always is grant alexander hello and adam mackie g'day mate adam what is in yep. your clamps this week my man
1: uh well i've been getting all that business stuff sorted for um uh, like the CNC and all that sort of stuff. So we, uh, in Australia, you have to register for a business number. So we've done all that, which is quite daunting to actually make everything official. And then mm. uh, this week we're going to be registering the business name, which should be cool. Um, we've actually decided to, because my wife and I are going to do this together. Um, Grant, You missed out last week when I talked about it, but I kind of threw myself under the bus because I started making the business as my own and not as a couple, like we first decided. Um But, yeah, so so we're going to be the Mackie Co. rather than Maker Mackie. And, yeah, so pretty exciting to actually start getting everything official, which is pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. Um, And other than that, I've been making a chess piece for this um, Maker Chess set, which is um, pretty cool. So I got a spark plug and a couple of nuts, and I've glued it all together so the nuts sort of make a stand for the spark plug, and then that's my whole piece. And I'm fun. painting it. Yeah,
2: nice. It's not. It's not marble. It's not CNC'd. But it's I know fun.
1: my plan. My plan was to CNC it, so I designed the whole thing in Fusion with plans to CNC it, like the exact same thing, but make it out of wood, so I can engrave it and all that sort of stuff. But the CNC didn't really like um, <laughs> trying to reach all the crevices. So
2: yeah, I would have been a better three D printed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, other than that, that's that's it. Hmm.
0: Nice. Well, uh, this week I've continued work on the fountain. It's ended up to be a relatively long build, especially with my work schedule. So most of last week was just coating it in layers of finish. Um, But I did seal up, the inside with silicone this weekend. So it's technically ready to water test. Hmm. I've I think I've been subconsciously putting it off because I'm nervous if it like if it leaks. Shouldn't be a big deal, but um it's kind of ready to just install at this point. It's pretty much ready to go. But since it has been a bit of a longer term project, I still found myself wanting to like put out videos and you know be a bit more prolific than one video in 4 weeks. So um, I continued down the like the train of making uh fusion 360 tutorials. Um, and you know, it's very useful when you make kind of how-to videos, and people tend to tell you what they want um in your next one. So someone was like, Oh, I would have liked this great video, but I really would appreciate it if you went into more detail about like the measuring and using user parameters in fusion. I was like, perfect. I will make a video on exactly that, uh, which is what I did and the context for it was um, fixing these kind of mag janky magnetic brackets. I adapted for a towel rack in our kitchen. I made ones that are a bit stronger. Um, so that was a, that was a fun little weekend project and I'm enjoying putting out like these kind of easier weekly videos, like uh, in between this bigger project gives me a bit of a feeling of progress and it's, it's, I enjoy the making the style of content.
2: Well, I got to say two things. One, I really like the video, but two, I really wanted that, uh, like towel rack thing. Cause I've got one that the magnets, I've got one that's magnetic, but it, the magnets on it aren't strong enough. So every time I take a towel off, it falls off and like well, falls to the ground. And is yours attached to your oven? So mine was attached to my garage door.
0: Okay. So, but it's still like sheet metal.
2: It's like a door, like, you know, a fire door. So like a super thick, but yeah, so sheet metal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So something I found with, with this is that, um, those magnets are super strong. Like anytime they, they actually come packaged with plastic washers between them. Mm -hmm. So you can actually get them apart. Um, and anytime they snap together without them, it's, like, so hard to get them apart. But because right. got, the I've oven is
2: made... I've had from yeah, snapping yeah. them together by accident. I've
0: been there. But because the oven is such thin sheet metal, there's not a lot for the magnet to actually attach to. So, like, even with those really strong magnets, like, this solution is definitely better, but it's still, like, you can't, like, press down in it. Like, it will slide. It's very little friction and very little... Right purchase for the magnet to grab onto
2: so i i can't remember where i think it was one minute workbench but he added um like i think it was silicone uh, on something on the magnet to make it so that it couldn't slide so it's actually not that idea it's it's not that it's it's that magnets don't have good like the force on sliding is nothing right right? they can come apart super easy that's sheer strength right Sheer strength there you go engineer. um the sheer strength on magnets is garbage, so that's the problem. but if you add mm. something onto the magnet like even like i don't know double sided tape or so something with a little bit of grip to it it'll it'll work so much better because it won't slide anymore
0: that's really interesting i I'll definitely try that I think I'm gonna do that right after we finish recording um cool. Yeah, so super excited to test out the fountain. Um, Still don't know where I'm going to put it, but (laughs) that's a problem for future Morley. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much been my week. Grant, what have you been up to? Well, for me, it's been two weeks because I don't know
2: if some of you guys noticed, but I wasn't here last week. And I haven't had an opportunity to listen to the show yet because it's just been a very busy day and we're recording on the day the show released. Not like um,
0: you drove for four hours today or anything.
2: Yeah, but I, would, I drove in a brand new car, but we'll get to that. Which I didn't have my phone, and I didn't have it all synced up. I, one day I'll be able to, but I wanted to get home. Anyways, I have uh, I worked on my chess piece in the last two weeks and sent it out, and it's already been received by Emmett from uh, Deadrise Dead Woodcrafts, um, and I am excited to see that I, you know, my chess piece will be with a bunch of other chess pieces, making my chess piece look like garbage. So that's really great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait to see someone else who at the last minute just sends him a chunk of dowel or something. And then mine can finally be not the worst one, but, uh, it was really fun. Actually. It just like, I, I wanted to hand carve something, but on, while I was worked what what I was doing last week was camping, but, uh. At the, just right before I went camping, I had like 30 minutes and I just went out in the garage and I found a, a piece of yellow heart and a copper pipe and a piece of walnut. And I put, screwed them all together and made something that sort of looked like a pond. Um, there's, uh, I'm going to be posting pictures on my Instagram and there's some on Emmett's Instagram. Um, I also, so anyways, that was fun. It was like a 30 minute project and I was happy with it at the end. I also, the Mystery Maker collab finally arrived in uh, Arkansas, and uh, it was, uh, I sent it to the Creative Ward Gallery, Marion, over there, and it's a leather bag made of leather, uh, wood, license plates, and a seatbelt buckle. So it's got like this car theme to it, which is really, I thought, really fun, and um, I called. I wanted to make a purse, but when I showed it to my wife, she said it's not a purse. It's too big, even though her purse is bigger than it. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was really excited about it. I actually might make another one to be more like a little tool bag. But I'll have to get uh, Steph from Uncommon Outpost to send me another uh, – because she was part of the Mystery Maker collab. She sent me a seatbelt buckle. So I need her to send me another seatbelt buckle because – I couldn't just go to the junkyard and get that myself. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, Uh, but uh, yeah, I was camping last week and uh, the fun part about going camping is seeing, you know, I I went with my, it was my dad's birthday and we went camping and I tested out the, the, uh, the camper and everything worked great and I'm super happy with all the work that I put into it and it's pretty much complete. There's a few things on the list you know it's only ever 90 percent complete uh but in it, it when i was driving there my uh my old uh station wagon it's a 22 year old car um was having a little bit of a trouble uh and it's the wheel bearings on it need to be replaced and you know and it's we're having another kid so another kid on the way i was looking at how much room we have in it You know, once we pack everything into it with just the one kid, once we have a second kid, what are we ever going to do? So, I I was looking for a new car and today I drove for four hours to, well, two hours there and two hours back, pretty much, to buy a minivan. So, everyone can laugh at me, but.
0: (laughs) No, minivans are sick.
2: Yeah, it's, so it's got, it's a 2000. Yeah, it's a 2014 Chrysler Town and Country Limited nice. with every single option. It's got navigation, it's got 3D, it's got two DVD screens, it's got four like uh Bluetooth headphones for wireless headphones so that I don't have to listen to whatever garbage is happening back there. It's got <laughs> uh whatever like Finding Nemo or Minions or whatever. Uh it's got Leather, heated seats, heated steering wheel, all the the like power lift gate, power doors. All the windows are auto up and auto down. So most cars like have an auto down. <laughs> but BMWs have had auto up forever. So I'm used to auto up. But I, when I push so the auto sword. up button, yes, yeah, so auto up is like the best thing ever. Because it's like yeah. you just press the button, it goes up, and you don't have to worry about it. So, it's with got, the
0: current state of the used car market, would that cost you, like, $50,000?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I got it for 8500 uh certified, but it's got oh, over 200,000 kilometers on it. Okay, a little but, worse. <laughs> it's got a lot of kilometers, but I went and looked at it. Like, it's got zero rust, which is rust is the thing that kills cars. Kilometers mm-hmm. don't kill cars. Yeah. yeah. But it got Four me thousand, thinking. It's
1: not too bad. You know. for 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 a seven year, 7 year old car I mean that's the same age as our Subaru um which only had seventy thousand when we got it, but we paid five times the price
2: yeah so. it's okay I don't think I got an amazing deal I don't think I overpaid. I wish i'd got I wish I'd paid less I've never bought a car that I thought oh I think I you know I paid too little or too much or whatever you know what I mean yeah. uh but it got me thinking about cars and function or form and obviously a minivan is all function mm-hmm. right like like this one's got nice leather seats but they're not sport funk you know they're not nice looking leather seats they're leather seats they're heated whatever. Heated seats are the best thing since the last bread. I agree. That's why it was on my so list. So good. Un- yeah. comp- there was things that I could not compromise on, and leather heated seats was one of them.
1: So good. I've never heard of a heated steering wheel
0: though. That's interesting.
2: I've had. I've driven a car once with one, and then it was like minus forty when I drove it, and it was yep. amazing.
0: Have you ever been mm. in a car with air conditioned seats?
2: I have not. I've heard. Like some people love it, other people feel like violated by it. Yeah, that's a good word for it. It's (laughs) kind of like a
0: bidet. It's like, ooh, this is interesting. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. But what, so what I like about why I I was looking, I, I was looking for a truck or I was looking for a minivan or an SUV. I was originally just looking for a truck or an SUV, but then I just ended up with a minivan because they do what a truck can do. Like I can fold down the seats, it goes flat, and I can put four by eight sheets of plywood in it and close mm-hmm. the gate. Like you can't even do that with a truck. Trucks bad. I was gonna are- say
1: insane that you can't do that with a truck if you get a dual cab. Because right. unless you if you get a two two seater truck, then yeah, you could easily fit a four by eight sheet, but but not a five seater. I'm curious to know why you've gone straight for a minivan for one extra kid. <laughs>
2: Like so, normally people that get a minivan have like five kids. So it went the minivan because the dog. Okay. So when, when you get the like right now the dog sits in the pat like the the passenger side back seat. Yeah. But when you have two car seats, he's not gonna have any room there. So then the only other place is the trunk. But if you go camping, your trunk's full. So where are you gonna put the dog?
1: Fair enough. Mm. Right. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Yeah, and I
1: suppose you needed something that could tow the Baller, everything as well.
2: Yeah, but just about everything can. Like I right now drive a three series BMW, so it toes <laughs> the bowler. It's
1: so is the is the minivan extra, or is that your wife's car now? You got rid of
2: hers. So I'm gonna. So her car was the station wagon. So what mm. is probably gonna happen <laughs> is that my uh, convertible is gonna hit the market, and if okay. I sell it for the right price, then I'll sell it. If I don't, I'm not gonna. I don't want to sell it. I don't need to sell it, but it's just like a lot of car jockeying. If I ever want to use the convertible again, I'll end up having to, you know, move a car. I just hate moving cars around. I just know I'm too lazy to move a car out of the way to move, to use my car.
1: Mm -hmm. Fair enough.
2: But, Hmm. and then I'll keep the station wagon because the station, what's wrong with the convertible is that I can't even put like the way the seatbelts are and the way it's designed because it's so old. It doesn't have the anchor points for putting in the child seat and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like I can't use it f- for my kid for like 10 years. So it just seems like a, a silly car to keep as the second car. And I don't use it in the winter. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So it's kind of funny. Like, first of all, 100% support the minivan decision. Like minivans are sick. They whip. Like you said, they have a lot of cargo space. They're usually like really overpowered engine wise. Have you Um, said before you wanted one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's funny, like in some ways, like, or maybe in all ways, that minivan is like more luxurious than your convertible. Like when it comes to actually like functional amenities, right? Like I remember I was on a, uh, I was on a flight when I went to Thailand with Eden, I was on a flight to China and, there's all the Chinese car commercials that would play before the movies. And there was a minivan commercial. It was for like, I don't know, some Toyota minivan, whatever their minivan is. Um, And it was painting this like picture of like luxury, like driving into the city at night, like sitting in the backseat with a chauffeur at the front. And I was thinking like, yeah, like being in the backseat of a minivan is extremely comfortable. Um, Yeah.
2: There's cup holders and, anything you want there's a dvd screen and
0: yeah yeah it's like being in, a, in an apartment <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's completely it's 100% function yeah and, and and luxury sure it's like being in the back of, it's being in the back of a limousine i've been in limousines with less cup holders than than dodge grand caravans or chrysler town and countries like mm-hmm. there's like 700 cup holders in that thing It's insane. Why Why are there so many cup holders? There should be like one per seat. But there's two per seat. But why?
1: Who
0: has two drinks? Water, coffee. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Beer, whiskey. Coffee, coffee.
0: So I feel like in, in modern society, at least in like North America, we spend so much time on the cars and on the road that you can't help but get incredibly caught up the exterior look of cars because Mm -hmm. you spend so much of your life sitting in traffic looking at other cars so what else are you going to do except think like oh that's a beautiful car oh that's an ugly car and it's probably part of the reason that everyone like many people can be like identify cars very easily but it's funny like how little it matters like i i fully appreciate the beauty of cars and i have cars that i love the look of and i have cars that i hate the look of but like you know I've said it before, if it came down to like Carlos, the Hyundai accent is dying. Like the aesthetics of the car that I'm buying next is probably going to be at like the bottom of the list when it comes to considerations. Um, that being said, I still have strong opinions about what I do and don't (laughs) like in cars. Like, like you can't help, but have these opinions. It's so ingrained into our culture. So true.
2: Yeah. Like when I think about, like, I love the way my convertible looks with the top down i'm not super happy about it with the top up i'm like that with most soft top convertibles
0: i've gotten i've gotten angry at in traffic because of uh i was behind one of the new land rovers and i was like this looks like a toy car like why (laughs) would you buy this car it looks ridiculous and then eventually like i had this coming come to jesus moment of like you know like it actually looks kind of fun i can see why someone would buy that like i understand (laughs) But in saying that, the whole point of a Land Cruiser is
1: complete function. They look right. like they do because they're made for off-road use, made for going out in the bush. That they're not made to look cool, in a sense. That they're there just to form a function. That's why if you actually go look at like a brand new Land Cruiser, the inside of them, the dash looks like it's from 1970, because they're not no. there trying to give you all the features. They're there trying to get you out in the bush.
2: Not a Land Cruiser. He said Land I- Rover. Yeah, I meant Land oh, Rover. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. But the older Land Rovers, the Land Rover Discoveries, are that way. The land, the Land Rover Range Rovers are not.
0: The same. Well, and then and then the newer Land Rovers, which have diverged from the Range Rovers, like have become a whole new car unto themselves. Yeah. Just have a different look. Um, but yeah. So, when I think about.
2: How, what you're talking about, I think it's really funny because you made a really good point. Is that we spend so much time looking at other people's cars, yeah, and yeah. we and then we buy a car based on what we see. But we, you should be thinking. In my mind, and this is the thing I don't like about the the new car I got is the steering wheel. You spend <laughs> so much time touching the steering wheel, right? And the BMW has a beautiful steering wheel and I just like the way it feels. I like it. It's leather. It's got, it's like hand-stitched. And this new one has some leather hand-stitched parts or stitched leather parts, but it's got a giant plastic top part to it. And I just go, and that's the part you're holding onto. And I get why they do it. Because it's way more durable than leather. Right? Like, it's Mm. going to outlast the rest of the car, right? But I just, touching it, I just go, it feels like garbage. I just don't want to touch the steering wheel. And I go, with everything else in the car being so luxurious, the steering wheel is so important. You have so much feel there. And nobody thinks about it in my mind.
1: Sounds like you have a leather project coming up. Mm.
2: I've thought about this. I was thinking about it while I was driving, and I just went like, I don't know if I want it thicker. That's the problem, right? because you, if you wrap well, it it ends up being thicker and then but you could just add like a
0: leather feature over the plastic.
2: Right, then it's thicker.
0: Mm, slightly. True. You know what yeah. is one of the one of the best examples of form and function coming head to head in cars is those wooden beads that you drape over the seats in in cars <laughs> because I am taxi driver seat. And it makes so yeah. much sense because if you're like me and your air conditioning doesn't work very well and you're prone to sweating if you get too warm just slightly, then I'm driving with a sweaty back in the summer. So if I have a little bit of extra ventilation, that is great, but it looks so stupid, <laughs> but it's so functional.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I've never once sat in one of them ever. But every time I look at it, I go, "That doesn't look comfortable." I don't know what it is, maybe it is. I mean, it's got to be like these people who sit in their car all day long have them on their seats. Yeah, so it's got to be comfortable. To to.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right?
2: But I, yeah, I don't know. Do you okay? I gotta say, leather or cloth? Do you guys have a preference?
0: Um, leather. Do you mean real leather or like pleather? Real leather. I don't know if I've actually been in a car with real leather seats before. If I did, I wasn't I don't know if I knew it was that.
2: I guarantee uh, you have. There are so few cars that have pleather because Yeah. It's Okay. like most of them don't because
0: people have realized
2: real Corinthian leather was pleather. Right. And then there's a bunch of backlash over it.
0: So I actually I don't have a strong opinion between the two. Like the new synthetic nope. cloth in a lot of cars, I think is kind of nice. What I hate is those like, you know, 1995 to 2005 cars where they would have like the carpet material on the seats. And mm. that's just, I feel like is always filthy. I hate that stuff.
2: Did you like the 1980s velour seats? Uh, I the don't know. 70s if I've and 80s. That. Oh, is that like shag carpet? <laughs> no, that's like the carpet that, like the seats that if you like push them, if you went your hand over it one way, you could see the like, your hand
0: oh, and then you okay. go the other
2: way that's what velour and it was like super soft like and they fuzz. had like they, yeah it was fuzz and they always had like in your couch you have those little buttons
0: yeah yeah no definitely don't like that i associate that with being car sick as a small child interesting
2: <laughs> yeah i associate so that with low riders also interesting I so yeah. i won't buy another car with cloth interior probably ever again for the only the main reason being, I spill shit on it all the time, <laughs> and yeah. leather cleans up. Yeah, it's Tesla seats is done. Yeah, that well, stain is there forever now. Yeah,
1: mm.
2: was that about Tesla?
1: I said you need those Tesla seats. What's what? what about the Tesla seats? Well, apparently, they're like stain proof. No matter what you spill on it, it'll just wipe off.
2: Yeah, I've had stain proof furniture before, <laughs> and uh, my roommate at the time. Uh, sat on them after going out. It was raining. He came home just fucking so- soaking wet, right? And sat on it and had a conversation with someone until he was dry <laughs> and then left a stain. And I said, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you change into dry clothes? And he said to me, why? It's not my fault that you're, you bought crappy seats. And I went, these were very expensive. Anyways, so it's you- a very... Big argument. I didn't you like that argument. You guys know
0: the psychological phenomenon? I think it's the recency effect. It's like you notice one white Jeep and then you're like, oh, there's white Jeeps everywhere. Oh, my
2: God. Yes.
0: Right? Yeah. So my most recent – like it happens to everyone. I feel like it happens a lot with cars. And yes. My most recent – um, I need to look up the exact model. Yeah, there it is. So my most recent experience with that is with Hyundai Konas, which I oh, think yeah. is a relatively new – model of car, but their back ends, I just find look so hilarious because they have this like secondary set of taillights below the main ones. And it looks like two cars squished on top of each other. And every time I see it, I just like giggle a little bit. Cause it looks so funny. And I, I, I can't name any other cars that have that sort of like dual taillight feature.
2: Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, I totally see what you're saying. That and that is, is one of,
0: that is one of my favorite things to look at in cars is the arrangement of the taillights and how it like how the design integrates into the rest of the car. Like once you once you start looking at it, you notice that the designers put so much thought into that. Like you see it on the F one fifty, Right it's a good signifier of like how much thought was put into the car. That looks you look so like, weird. you look at like the F-150 and it has the kind of like F shaped taillights, which mm. that same shape is mirrored in the front windows where it like dips down a little bit, as well as the um, the side mirrors. And you're like, oh, this is a very cohesive design. You can see it in like Mercedes where there's a very like nice curve to it. And one of the coolest ones I saw recently was a new Mini Cooper. And it must have been like a special sport edition because the taillights were in the shape of uh, the Union Jack, like the British flag in a very subtle way. So just like when it lit up and it was the stripes of the Union Jack they, and it looked so cool. They have been like that for a very long time. Oh, that was the first time I've noticed it. Yeah.
1: That that's one of their things. I um, I noticed that quite a long, long time ago. I thought it was pretty cool, and it's it's funny how a lot of companies are starting to do that. Is instead of changing the design, the shape of the actual unit, is they're integrating how it lights up.
2: Yes, and that Which is something that's form and function. I think. Yeah, and it's only with new technology that that's even possible. Yeah. Exactly. And so. Um, oh, go ahead.
1: But, so I was going to say, have you se- you guys seen the new Hummer, the electric one?
2: No, not okay. in well, person, that,
1: but I've seen, seen pictures. Yeah, the lighting on that is so cool. Like the so when you plug it in to charge, you know how you see like a like a Mercedes how when they put on their blinker, it like goes across rather than yeah. just flashing the whole thing. So their their front headlights light up and move across like a um, battery bar and like oh, fill yeah. up as it charges, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like as I you walk up to it, the grill lights up and stuff. It's it's cool.
2: That is cool, and that's exactly where I was going to go with my question. So great, uh, great minds <laughs> think alike. I was going to go. What are some of the other things that you've seen? Technology has changed something that has form and function now. The front, right? like this, this this that was a great example. You got the the license plate. The front headlights are a charge bar, as well as being the yeah. headlights. Clearly. What's
0: a yeah. frunk? Front trunk, baby. It's the. Yeah, it's it's in frunk. all the electric cars. You don't need the. You don't need the front of the car to have room for the engine, so it's just more cargo space.
2: Right, and I, I've that's what trunks. <laughs> My first car was a mid-engine car. have a frunk
0: so. and, a ba- and a back trunk. Yeah. So and I, I, that's. I just
1: want to what? point out that Molly thinks a frunk is a new thing for electric cars, but a frunk yeah. has been no, around ever since it
0: was very it, wheel drive. It's We're the front really trunk in addition to the back trunk. It's just so much cargo space.
2: Go and, look at a Pontiac Fiero. It has a front trunk and a rear trunk.
0: Okay, but the difference with electric cars is that they don't need all the extra space for an internal combustion engine. And that's where I was going with this in that I think electric cars are a great example of like challenging the traditional, well, obviously like challenging the traditional layout of internal combustion engine cars because they just don't need to fit into that box in many ways. Like it, I was thinking about this, like when you see like a Tesla stop at a stoplight, like they don't really need to, stay running when they're at a stoplight because the main power consumption is only happening when they're applying power to the wheels. So the whole notion of like idling in a car doesn't really even exist in electric cars. Um, Or I don't even, I I was thinking about this, like do you get an oil change with an electric car? Like I know some electric motors take oil, but I assume the whole oil change regimen is like entirely different with an electric car.
1: I'm curious what maintenance would be on a Tesla. Um, yeah. I would assume like battery acid and stuff. I don't know. But if you want to look into no. like form form and function of a car, like seriously look into this new Hummer. Like, so it has a frunk, but the frunk is specifically made to hold the panels that you take off the roof when you want to make it a convertible. Oh. So you, you have you have the frunk that you can use at any time, but it also has a space to store parts of the car that you take off, which is like really cool that they've thought of that. The the entire car is completely like they've thought of everything to work in a certain way, which I think is really cool.
2: So I was looking at this electric uh, overlanding truck that the spot between the rear cab and the like box pulled out the side and had a modular uh, yep. like camping stove or, water or whatever you wanted. It was all modular, so you could order different things. And they were showing off the, uh, I don't I can't remember the name of the company. And I'm sure one of our listeners could chime in and let us know if if Adam ever makes an Instagram post about this video. Um, <laughs> uh, but so it's, uh, yeah, I just thought that was cool that they were using other spots. It's kind of like on a lot of the new trucks, they have these like everywhere that used to be wasted space between the trunk or between the bed and the fender is now a a, a toolbox, right? Or a storage compartment. Mm. I just think that's such a great idea. And have you seen the tailgates that are steps?
0: Yeah. 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 All the new tailgates are like multi-tools.
2: Yeah. Mm. It's amazing. I love it. I just think that's like, I can't believe it took this long for someone to integrate something more than I fold down. (laughs) Well, in in saying that as
1: well, also the I I think the new Hummer might have it, but I know some um, trucks that you can either fold the the back down or swing it out.
2: Oh, that's such an old thing. That's that is like, but you don't ever see it. That that was an old thing that never
1: got moved on. It's on like a like a tip tip bed or something, but not on like a Ford Ranger or whatever.
2: Right. It used to be on every single station wagon. It's what one of the things I used to love about old station wagons is that they had that dual purpose. We, you know, we got to get uh, Maddox Studio on here one day and chat with him about cars because I, I think we could have a really good conversation with him because I, one, well, I think he likes station wagons and I like station wagons, therefore we'd have a good conversation. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of those things that I just go like. I think that you, for a little while in the 70s, they started designing cars to be functional and form. And then the gas crunch happened and cars became stripped of any kind of extras for fuel economy purposes. Hmm. That's my thoughts because it feels like the 80s, they just kind of went like, let's strip everything we can to try and make it as, you know, as lightweight as possible. And I think we're finally getting to a point with new, uh, you know, alternative fuels. I've talked about it before. I don't think electric is the future. I think electric is the DVD of, uh, you know, in comparison, it's the Laserdisc and DVD of of our world. And we're going to have something much better soon. And everyone's going to kick themselves for buying electric vehicles, but we'll see what happens. Grant, what's your opinion on sedans? So what do you define sedans before I answer?
0: Okay. um, Let me think. So a five-door car, including the trunk, or I guess it could be a coupe, uh, that has a separate trunk compartment, which is inaccessible from the seating compartment. So it has a long front end, a bump for the seating compartment, then it goes down where the trunk is.
2: So a, the, you don't call the trunk part a door. It's only a door if it's a hatchback.
0: Okay, so it's four a four-door sedan.
2: Four-door sedan sedans are typically four doors. There are two-door sedans, but generally speaking, it's a four-door car. I like four-door cars. Um, the fact that in newer cars they you can reach in, like you can fold down the seats, so that the trunk compartment is accessible. Uh, I like them. I like them better than coupes i like wagons the best personally but uh i feel like like four doors are better than two like the more doors you can put on a car the better that's my thoughts
0: right you, i guess it, where i'm going with this i see no reason to buy a sedan over a hatchback it's just like i think there's this connotation that sedans are more luxurious in some way which i don't yeah, quite understand I Agree. why because you I, can hide a body in the trunk
2: no i don't understand it either i've I literally, like, so a friend, a colleague of mine was looking at buying a new car, and they were looking at, like, a Ford Focus, and I said, we'll get the Ford Focus wagon. She's like, oh, I don't, I don't think I want a wagon. I'm like, but it's the exact same car. It's better in every way. (laughs) It's better in every single way, function-wise. And she's like, well, no, but it's a wagon. And so she bought a sedan. Right, but then she bought a sedan, and then she's had problems with shit getting into it. And I just go, "You're an idiot." Wait, so what do you mean by that?
0: Problems with things getting into them, Mister Sweaty Pants.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, Well, like you can't if it's a hatchback, you can fit more like taller things. Oh, I see, I see. I thought you meant like leaks.
0: That's what I thought you meant by things. Oh no, no,
2: no, no. Yeah, no, it's the same. I, I just don't understand why station wagons and even this new trend of having like the the suv that looks like a just a raised up car Mm -hmm. that has this like slant back instead of like a i just don't understand it what is wrong with people (laughs) so i can't see the car you're inside of it
0: i think completely aesthetically not functionally that those do look kind of cool um
2: i and i don't even think they look better but that's just my thoughts
0: I mean, one thing I would say with like the luxuriousness of sedans is like, if you're talking like a Mercedes C-Class or something like that, then like, yeah, like that's a, you know, a beautiful car. But if you're buying like a Toyota Corolla, and I think Toyota kind of has seen this because most of their cars are, and especially like the new Honda Civics, I know I'm talking about a different car now, but like the same kind of, you know, level of uh, economy is they kind of go towards the more hatchback thing because- I think most people are seeing that they do make more sense.
2: Well, I, I know for me, I had a Nissan 240SX as like my second car. Um, it had a hatchback. It was a two-door coupe, two-door fastback, hatchback, whatever. But the fact that I could drive with the hatch open meant that when my dad, uh, his or when I can't remember if it's my dad or me, anyways, a hot water tank broke. I went to the store and I put a hot water tank in the back of my car and I drove home with the hatch open. No problem, mm-hmm. right? Because I could. And if I had a trunk, I couldn't do that. Like, you, like it would not be physically possible, right? It's the same with, I had when I had my Corvette. It was a hatchback Corvette. I drove to uh, – I took like a whole bunch of front bumpers from the race cars in the back of my car to the paint shop. And when I got there, they were like, what are you doing with your Corvette? And I'm like, it's just a car, man. Like, whatever. (laughs) I was driving around with the hatchback open. Whatever. Like, it's just a car. Right? It's functional this way. Like, I took my Corvette camping. It was a great car for that because of the hatchback. You could store so much stuff in there. And, like, I've seen the, the coupe version of it. And the trunk is so small. And I think that's the same. Like, that's the sedan versus wagon argument. Yeah, it's like, like, why would you do that when you could have all this function and all this more room? I don't know.
0: I I see I see the clear functional advantage of wagons. I do think some of them look stupid. I don't what is I don't know what Dodge's wagon model is called, but I hate that car. I think it looks the Magnum like garbage. Sure, that sounds like a name that Dodge would give a car. Um, <laughs> but I think I mean I think most Dodge cars are ugly. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's... Th- what I don't like is when they actually... They don't
2: seem to... They, they go, I'm going to make it station wagon, but I'm not going to give it the full functionality. Right? Max out on one. Maybe that's my problem. As I go, you know what? Just make a box. Like the Ford Flex. It's just a box. Boom. you got a car. Let's go. Right? But nobody yeah. buys them. So I guess that's the problem.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the boxy cars... I think there's something to be said for them. The Kia Souls kind of look cool. Honda Elements, I could see myself getting one.
2: I could definitely cube. see Honda Element. Not
0: yeah, again. the cubes are cool. They have that weird like wrap around window, right? That's like it's only supported yeah. on one side. The only cool the- cube is the Hulk. Or that's that's the Scion Fox XD, the maybe. Yeah. The Scion what is the deal is also- with Scion? Is Scion like we're just going to make like kind of edgy, weird um, cars?
1: The yes. only benefit I see to a sedan is that the subwoofers sound better.
0: <laughs> Interesting. No, that's good to know because I'm like I'm genuinely asking like what wh- why of the sedan over a hatchback?
2: why do they sound better? They don't. They sound better in a in a hatchback. No,
1: I I personally think that subwoofers sound better enclosed in a sedan than they do in a hatchback.
2: But they have to go through the seats.
1: Uh, yeah, I think because you get rid of that like the muffle sound. Oh. Seat. I don't know. I that's just personal preference, I guess. But in saying that, we have a like our Subaru is a wagon. A, yes. I don't know. It's an SUV. Um and like the sound system of that is amazing. Which I think is another great point to, to bring up is that oh, in that in, is in, in cars these days, like um the sound system that comes in the car these days is better. in most cars is is better than the sound systems people used to like spend thousands of dollars on putting in their cars back in the day.
2: Mm. It's so true. And even just like that's another function or form. And and you you think about sound systems as only being something for function, then you need to take a ride in my 1986 convertible (laughs) and try and listen to anything at all with the top down. You can't hear anything because of how yeah. poorly designed the sound system was, mm. right? And then you could probably find like a... Go ahead. I was going to
1: say, you probably find a bike, a, a cruiser bike with a radio on it that sounds better.
2: Oh, you could definitely. Like, honestly, yeah. I think I could pull out a Bluetooth speaker and it would sound better.
0: It, uh, actually, that that's a good kind of point in general with like the usability of very old cars. Like, you guys have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino no. movie? No. 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 Oh, it's really good. I would highly recommend it. There's a lot of um, first person shots of like driving through the streets of LA in, um, you know, 1960s cars. And the sense you get from like the first person view of driving them is like, these are like so bumpy, so stiff. Like everything is just hard edges. And I just think about like, oh, the driving experience of those must have been awful compared to cars with like modern suspensions. Like you can just feel everything's loud. You feel every bump, um, but they look great from the outside. That's their redeeming quality. <laughs> well, there there
2: is something to say about feeling every bump, though. Like this is something where when you feel the feedback you get from your suspension is good. Like there's a point where you get like it feels like you're floating. Yeah, like, talk about, like and that is great for your grandmother. You want to take your grandmother for a ride in a car. You want her to feel like you're floating. But so when driving this van, that's exactly what it felt like. I went to go past someone. Right. And I'm used to passing people. No problem. Like, you know, two lane highway going past someone. I, I felt unsafe because yeah. like I went, I drove it as if I was driving my BMW and it just felt like.
0: Yeah. No, no, I'm no, no, no. Like my mom has a, uh, GMC Yukon XL. So oh, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like a suburban, it's massive. Um, and it's it's super powerful. It's very high up, and it feels like you're floating when you're driving it. So it can be a little scary sometimes when you accelerate and you're like, "Wow, I'm going really fast!" And it just feels like I'm flying. And <laughs> I could have <laughs> hit something, and I wouldn't have known it.
2: Yep. And you but, like you try and like change lanes, and it's like, yeah,
0: yeah. But I would a hundred percent choose that feeling over my current situation of like feeling every bump in my tin can of a car. Like I prefer right. that floating feeling.
2: So I think you need to experience something of a higher quality feedback than hyundai
0: Actually. oh i have i mean i've driven some some nicer cars i mean <laughs> i haven't driven like the nicest cars um
2: no, but it's just I, I i guess what i'm saying is there's there's an in-between there and i think that's the for me the best part hmm. like yeah. the because i've driven a bunch of suburbans as well and it's i get what you're saying you kind of feel like you're you're, dri- you're driving a very powerful shoebox that that for some reason is going able to go down the road at a ridiculous speed.
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, my dad picked me up from school once in Montreal in that car. We were driving down 89, which is a beautiful highway in um going that goes through Vermont and New Hampshire. Um, and we almost crashed. Like a car cut oh, us no. off, and he swerved, and. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt that feeling in a car before when you almost like flip, like you swerve on the highway and it like, you kind of catch a little bit on the side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in a car that big, it was, it was pretty terrifying.
2: And that's the floaty feeling that I don't like is yeah. that it feels like that's happening way sooner than I want it to. You feel
0: like you're about to bounce out of a trampoline. Right.
2: And that's, so I'm used to like every, I've always owned cars and the minivan I sit up about 15 feet taller than the car. And it feels like I'm driving thirty feet taller, like I know I'm exaggerating maybe just a little bit, but when I compare it to like the sedans, it just feels it feels floaty and nice when you're going over bumps, but when you're trying to make any kind of maneuver you it doesn't feel tight, but that's the way it is, right. What do you think? So, you, Maker, Mackie, Adam, you've got a truck. Stop playing on Instagram and start listening to the show. (laughs) Tell us about (laughs) what a truck feels like and why you chose a truck over an SUV or a car and a trailer. Okay, well, I, I actually have.
1: So, we have the SUV, I have the truck, and I have a little Hyundai Gets. So I have a big, I have a big broad. So the Hyundai gets I bought to get me around while the truck's off the road. Ah. So I have a big, broad range of, of different types of cars. Um, The truck trucks these days are a lot different, I think to what they used to be Um, between the truck and the SUV. There's not,
2: which, which Subaru do you have?
1: uh, Subaru Forester 2014 or 2015 model. Um, Okay, the Forester is 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 a bit quicker. It's got like a better turbo and all that sort of stuff. But in saying that, the truck is more powerful, but it has a lot more to move. Um, and honestly, between the two, they don't feel that different on the road, other than the fact that the SUV has four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, and the truck is only two-wheel drive. Um, mm. So something I never realized is that truck's, They're all two-wheel drive unless you put them in four-wheel drive, and you can't drive them in four-wheel drive at all times, except for a Mitsubishi uh, Triton, I think, has four-wheel drive at all times. So, you take- Depends on-
2: There's there's
1: probably some some other trucks that you can. Um, I don't know anything about, like, GMC and all all that sort of stuff, but you take- um, like a Toyota Hilux, for instance, they're two wheel drive. You can put them in four wheel drive when you go off road, but you can't leave them in four wheel drive at, at high speeds. So
2: So in the newer ones you can. But yes, definitely in the older yeah. ones it was totally a like four wheel drive was a low speed thing, but now they have four yeah. wheel drive high. Yeah. But yes.
1: Yeah, so so that that was um that was something that I never really knew about until I started getting into like the Ranger and all that sort of stuff. But power-wise, it doesn't feel that different overtaking. It overtakes fine. Like, it will happily just blast past someone, same as a Subaru. But then I jump in my little gets, and that thing is scary to overtake people in. Oh. Just like you were saying, like, you put your foot down, and you're not going anywhere. Like, I've got a, Yeah. We're driving to work. I've got a couple of hills that I have to go up, and, like, I have to floor this thing just to get it up to the top of the hill. Like, and I'm already wow. sitting on 110 Ks an hour. Yeah. So-
0: but and and maybe i'll use this to kind of round out the conversation. So i have the same phenomenon with my little Hyundai Accent and you know, it's annoying sometimes, but i would take the fuel economy and ability to park that car anywhere any day over a bigger, more powerful car. Those two things alone, the ability to park and the fuel economy are like that's yeah, pretty great. Yeah, that that is that is a
1: really big point to make is there's only those two hills that really bother me. And honestly, I'm that used to it now, but the fuel economy is so different between the three. Like the Subaru is the one that uses the most amazingly between that and a heavy truck, but the truck is a three liter diesel Mm. Um, diesel. Diesels don't use as much fuel. Um, Like you leave a diesel idling for a week. It's going to use less fuel than just starting a petrol car generally like that there's some variances there don't quote me on that but
2: yeah (laughs) i was gonna say i I won't i won't actually tell you the truth but that's cool i I do think that is a really great thing to to put out there is that there's a bit of uh function that people don't think about like a lot of people said why aren't you just getting a full-size truck grant that's how you can tow you can tow anything you want to with a full size truck, and I went because I don't need a full size truck. I don't want to park a full size truck. It's really frustrating getting around. I see people walk, like driving around like in a full size truck, going like getting almost stuck in places, driving over top of <laughs> curbs. Like they don't care, obviously. Yes. But I just go like, I care. I don't want to be that person. I don't want a five hundred foot like turning radius. I don't <laughs> know.
1: Yeah, so someone, uh, my uh, my wife's auntie's boyfriend, he's got a Ford F-350, I think it is. And that thing is massive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just looked at it and I'm like, that would just be a bitch to park. Like, it's probably right. at least two times the size of my Ranger. And, like, in saying that, a Ranger, it's not that much bigger than, like, I have no issue parking it and all that sort of stuff. So,
2: Yeah. The Ranger's a pretty small truck. It's still pretty big, but- Yeah, it's not like we have uh, the race team. Yeah, the race team, we have a F550. Mm. Yeah, it is insane and it's got a giant like pull off cab, but you can't park it. You can't park it in a regular parking spot. You have Mm. to go find like you have you're the guy at the back of the parking spot taking five spots because you can't park it any other way. You're pretty
0: much park driving an 18 wheeler without (laughs) the trailer. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I'll get a I'll get a truck when I get my land for my to build my cabin in the woods. That'll be the perfect.
2: <laughs> well, let's go on.
0: All right, on that, I would like to give a big thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. It means so much. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And everyone who supports us over there gets access to the after show, which is a lot of fun, and the pre show, which is usually fun, but not as good as the after show. Listen to the after show; it's better. Um, <laughs> and want to give a special thanks to brent jarvis from clean cut working who is our f clamp level supporter um and i'm currently working on his embossed leather keychain which is another benefit to being a patron so if you want to learn about that you can go to patreon.com slash clamp and if you want to support the show in another way we always appreciate if you share it with someone who you think would enjoy it all right clamendations
2: mendations. Mandation this week is uh thinking about camping. Um I saw Laura Conf has been one she's been out camping and uh she's been putting out a bunch of videos that have to do with her camping uh like trailer. Uh but I'm going to recommend or clamp mandate the uh, latest one uh which is the essential over essential overland storage case. Um which is just a, an interesting like, it's not about, the thing I like about her, this video, and the, she had another video about making, like, a, a storage case for camping, is it's not, like, I don't need to make that thing, but I like seeing her thought process in how she's putting stuff together, why she's putting stuff the way she is, right? How she's doing it to make sure that it doesn't, like, because when you thinking about, like, putting anything in your trailer, you don't want it to jumble around a lot you want to try and keep it secure especially like this one she's do, she's basically doing like all her fire starting and oil lanterns and all this like combustible stuff and lighters and you don't want it all going around so it's a fun little video if you want to get a little bit of uh, I don't know inspiration on storing stuff
0: nice all right, I want to shout out um, Allison Garcia from Allison Artisanals at Allison Artisanals on Instagram. Um, she's a woodworker here in the greater Toronto area. And we actually had her as a guest speaker a couple weeks ago at the STEAM project. Um, so I spent a lot of time talking to her and working with her. We did a epoxy art project with the kids. It was the first time we brought epoxy to camp and it was just about as stressful as you might imagine but at the end of the day there were no major spills um their pieces came out really cool we basically got a bunch of silicone coaster molds and then they customized that with whatever materials and and wood pieces and dyes and other things that they wanted um but Allison is fantastic she's like super positive she's a very talented woodworker um, she's a great story. Um, she puts a lot of thought into her pieces. Um, and she is very in- entertaining stories on Instagram. So yeah, check her out. Uh, I really enjoyed spending time with her and I hope to collaborate with her more in the future. Allison artisanals on Instagram.
2: Cool. I was just checking her thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, my clip Nation this week is an Aussie comedian called Carl Barron. C-A-R-L. I don't know if I sounded weird when I said that. I feel like I did. Um, Carl Barron is one of the only comedians I have literally cried to um, every every time. We, My wife and I have seen him live probably five or six times now, and every time I leave in tears is pretty much one of the funniest comedians I've ever met, ever seen and um, gives a great insight into Australian life. So yeah. Hmm.
2: Cool. I hope you're leaving in tears of laughter.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay, I, yes thought, I thought you meant like tears of like of emotionality. <laughs> at first. No, no,
1: no tears of laughter. Um, yeah. He's literally the first comedian I ever cried um, in laughter too. And, and yeah, he he's he's very, it's funny cause it's true kind of guy. Like everything he talks about is like very relatable of things that have happened in like in every Australian's life, which is pretty cool.
0: cool. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well on the topic of Australian life, do you have a yeah. Australian word of the week for us? I do. And I kind of have a twofer. Um,
1: yeah. We'll see where it goes. So my word of the week this week is pluggers.
0: <laughs> okay, pluggers like P L U G G E R S. That's correct. Pluggers. Mm.
2: Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, we went
1: out the other day, and I took my pluggers. I'm trying to not mm. be too
0: descriptive. I took my pluggers.
2: So it's a noun. It's a person, yep. place, or thing. It's a thing. Hmm. Where See, did I'm, you I'm, go out to?
1: Okay, I'll, 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 uh, another clue. Nope. We, no, no. We went to the beach and I took off my pluggers.
0: Oh, so it's like an article of clothing. So, okay, sunglasses, what would you take off at the beach? you take out flip-flops or thongs, as you might call them. Um, it's like pants or a shirt. I'm thinking sunglasses. You
1: just labeled every piece of clothing.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm saying yeah, sunglasses. That's what we're
2: trying to think of. Like If I label them all, one of them might sound right. I'm going to say I went to the beach and I took off my pluggers. You took them off at the beach?
0: Yep. Oh, or is it earbuds? Because those plug your ears.
2: That's what I was just about to say. All right, okay. I'm
1: I'm gonna answer it in a different way because Morley was on the nose. I we went to the beach and I took off my thongs. Ah, uh, there we go. That's yes. it.
0: Inter- I don't see what. what the why connection are they pluggers?
1: Is. Yeah, why pluggers? Because the part that goes between your toes is a plug.
0: Oh, that makes. Oh. Sense. I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's just what they were called when I was growing up so all right
2: yeah well that's that's actually a good one that's a good slang so the two
1: far was um thongs because i didn't actually expect molly to know that flip-flops are thongs
2: that's what we call them when i live way. to
1: impress
0: oh, okay cool all right well thank you tf turning for the theme music and i'm gonna go sing it in the after show if you want to find us yes
1: adam did you listen to the end of the not last week, the week before? Have
0: you listened to yourself singing the song yet? No, I haven't. I keep forgetting because we recorded at the end of the episode and then I go to bed. <laughs> but I'll I'll try to remember for next time. Uh send me a message. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Facebook minimally, Instagram, more so, uh, YouTube, more so. And all those links are in the Twitter. show notes. Yeah, we're kind of on Twitter.
2: and I think we're uh, on Twitter more than we're on Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And Instagram, um, they say. Yeah, Instagram most of all. Uh, I'm going to go when sing I the theme song in the after show. Goodbye. See you. Bye. Bye. you is i reset my trip odometer every time i fill up my gas tank it's between 400 and 450 kilometers it costs me about 35 to 40 dollars to fill my tank that's the math how, how that's many the liters distance do you have in your tank it's a 40 liter tank it doesn't matter that's the that all that matters is the amount of money it and it the does. amount of distance and that's how much i that's the numbers i need to calculate <laughs> to see how much the total gas <laughs> so, will cost for the trip
1: so if one week fuel costs a dollar per liter and the next week it costs a dollar fifty per liter, it doesn't matter if that how much you actually put in the car.
0: The price of gas doesn't vary that much. So it does here. This does I, I, I drive this I'm telling you, I drive this car consistently, right? Four hundred and fifty kilometers costs forty dollars. So and I have those two numbers and I have the total distance. Those are all the variables you need to calculate how much the gas should cost for the trip.